up? What up, everybody? Uh, welcome to Four Hours of Sleep with Polly Escobedo. I'm Polly Escobedo, and I am recording a podcast where I try to get through my fucking four hours of sleep. <laughs> try to achieve all my shit with uh, that, but no, I actually got some decent sleep last night. Uh, yesterday, I told myself I wouldn't get drunk, and I got pretty, pretty buzzed. Yeah, I gotta stop doing that. I know this, uh, I've been having two to three drinks every time I do stand-up, and uh, I do stand-up every day, so I gotta cut back a little bit. Uh, prior to that, I didn't drink since Wednesday. Yesterday was Sunday. Maybe like four or five days, right? I don't know, maybe three. Regardless, um, yeah, I didn't really... And, yeah, you know, I had like a... Long Island and a uh, really big ass hard seltzer, but like I did like a hard intense like you know workout and then I hit workout you know high intensive interval training workout and then didn't eat anything and the first thing I took after that was a Long Island and that kind of kind of fucked me up. But uh, anyways, um, let's see recap yesterday. Yesterday was fun. I had my friend car pulled up to SF together, go to the punchline. I've kind of mentioned it before how the punchline works as a comedy club. In order to like get past there, what you gotta do is um, go every Sunday to the Sunday showcase show. They put a tally marked by your name until uh, you gather enough. They put you up. I guess uh, I've heard it takes anywhere between three months to a year before they put you up, and like even longer to get past. That's just how it is. That's the name of the game. It's the hoops we gotta fucking jump through in the comedy world, you know, so, been going to that pretty consistently and just sitting there, but it's also cool to, like, you know, meet comics from all over the Bay and, you know, get to know people and tell them what you've been up to, they tell you what they've been up to, mostly not shit on both their parts, but, you know, it's still good stuff to, to hang out, um, more than we've not, oh, yesterday, yeah, so, carpool with another comic friend over there, and, uh, she was meeting left early, she was going to meet another friend prior, and then she kind of dropped me off on Hate Street, <laughs> and luckily, like, uh, I saw that there is an open mic I could do on Hate Street, which was only, like, two minutes away from where she dropped me off, so went in, did that, tried out new material, and had a great time, you know, uh, had a Long Island beforehand, you know, got fucked up there, so, like, she was still hanging out, or she was still hanging out with her friend, I was waiting for her after the mic was done. And, uh, I was gonna go find some food to eat on Hate Street. And as I walked out, like, another comic who I've met before, she ran up to me. She's like, I'm gonna go do another mic, you wanna come with me? And I think she kinda wanted my company, because she was avoiding some guy. Uh, allegedly. I don't know. But, I was just like, you know what, yeah, I can meet my other friend at the punchline. Like, I'm just doing nothing, might as well fucking go do another mic. So I get in the car with her, took me a dispensary, and, uh, yeah, it was an, an open mic at a dispensary. Kind of cool, the concept, you know, it was like a really laid-back lounge with everybody getting high. <laughs> and I can't smoke weed. I can't. Like, I used to when I was uh, in high school, but now, like, I take one good rip, you know, like some good shit, and uh, I'll just be stuck in my head, like, reliving awkward moments from, like, elementary school. Like, it's bad. Like, I can't. I'll just have a full-on panic attack and see the devil. <laughs> I can't smoke weed at all. 
Luckily, I was already a little bit buzzed. Well, I was pretty buzzed when I got there, so a fucking hot box, open mic room, didn't really uh, affect me too much. Didn't make me feel a little weird. Definitely made me feel weird. So it was cool. Uh, I didn't go up because, um, yeah, everybody in the audience was super high, and I watched everybody who did go up uh, try. It was rough. Um, everybody was super stoned and not laughing. You know, it was kind of a hard audience. Um, of course, I convinced myself, oh, I'd do good here, but fucking, I didn't even try. You know, that's kind of how it is. But I didn't try because no, uh, from the that place, that might it was a 20 to 30 minute walk to get to the punchline. And another comic offered me a ride. I was like, fuck it, I'll go with you. Cool. So that was dope. He took me to the punchline. Um, yeah, hung out there. And um, the comic friend that I drove with, you know, carpooled with her, you know, she's, you know, lack of better way of saying she's beautiful, so she gets hot girl treatment all the time, you know? And then when we're in San Francisco, you know, large gay community, I was getting the hot girl treatment, and she, you know how I take that. She was being a little jealous. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, they, they liked me over there. <laughs> I was rocking my Weezer crop top, and uh, they're eating it up, you know. <laughs> and you know, a lot, of, a lot of guys get a little self-conscious when gay guys come on to them or compliment them. Not me, no. I, I eat that shit up, okay? I think it's incredibly flattering, all right? Like, gay guys are very particular, all right? They have a certain type, and if I fit that criteria, it just—I don't know—take it as a badge of honor, you know? Wear it on my sleeve. Yeah, I'm going to accept the compliment. It's not going to go much further than that, man. I'm sorry, but I really do appreciate it. <laughs> it's going to make my day. <laughs> but, yeah, that's how Sunday went. Um, I didn't really post the last episode, so it was just me doing some sad boy shit. Talk. Uh, downtown San Jose. Um, yeah, last week, uh, a little bit of a rough week, you know. I uh, was grinding really hard for the improv, and it didn't go my way, unfortunately. A month prior to that, you know, I had like a huge boost of confidence. You know, the booker told me I was in the top five, his top five comics, and we'll see if I make top two. But I'm definitely in the top five. You know, I had a great performance. He was naming a bunch of bit of mine that I liked. Um, this time, he was just like, like last time I immediately went up and he called me over, he called me mom, which is like one of my main jokes uh, that my son called me mom. So this time. Called me when I went over. He was like, "What's your name again?" Oh no, fuck, that's not a good sign. Forgot who I was. Uh, but he did show me his notebook, and yeah, he told me uh, I dropped to like top twelve. He's like, "You're definitely not top two. Uh, you're like top fifteen, top twelve. Maybe he said top ten, top twelve. I forgot, but I do remember like twelve being the average. <laughs> so um, dealt with that. You know, dealt with uh, kind of being kicked down a few pegs. At the end of the day, it's good for me. Like, I gotta take it for what it is. He gave me feedback. He said, just bring your best bits next time. Uh, the other judge told me, do new material. Which is kind of low. And then I even said it was going to be conflicting, which it is, you know. There's real no set formula on how to do this shit on, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely gonna keep the best bits I got. Like, uh, Tinder Girl Buttholes, he told me that one, that was his favorite. He even has that in his uh, notebook by my name, which I, I 
that was like the highlight of it. I got to leave there having uh, Tinder Girls buttholes by my name. <laughs> um, yeah, I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to keep the best bits and uh, work out the ones that they claim were slow. So, and I have uh, two months to prepare. Uh, I think next month they're not doing an open mic, just a showcase show of the past performers who have won. And then month after that, September, I'm going to have to manifest that into be my month, you know? <laughs> Convince myself it's going to work out. It gives me a lot of time to, you know, practice and hash through my material and just come up with the best three minutes I can. That's another kind of problem, too, is like, uh, you know, most mics you get five. Uh, here, you only get three. So you really got to fucking kill it right from the get-go. And it's a little bit hard. Um, so last time, like, I was setting up, I was uh, trying to set all my bits up to be like, quick setup, punchline, tag. No, set up, punchline, set up, punchline, tag, tag, tag. Set up, punchline, tag. Like, just trying to be quick with it. And even though they were quick and they were funny, they weren't, like, astonishingly funny. They were kind of just like, ah, you know, like, got good reaction, but wasn't the big reaction, big laughs I was looking for. It wasn't the big laughs I got last time with my, uh, my one closing bit that I do about fucking someone's husband, or fucking someone's wife <laughs> the husband watches. The cuck bit. Um, yeah, that's my main closing bit. That goes well. Yeah, I'm uh, doing more voice recordings for the podcast, kind of just because uh, I'm consistently driving, like I'm always in the car. I don't know if I brought this up at the beginning of the podcast, but I am right now. Um, driving to Santa Cruz from my house, which is about a good, like, 50-minute drive. And normally I just chill, listen to music, fucking disassociate, uh, shit like that. But figured, man, might as well record a podcast, you know, while well, I got this downtime, because I'm always way too tired or doing some other shit when I'm at home recording podcast. So video podcast, but kind of on the low, but, you know, audio, we got that shit, we got that down. Yeah, I'm recording a podcast, driving through Hecker Pass, which is one of the most dangerous roads in the Bay Area. And yeah, fuck it. Alright, I've been on this road, I don't know how many times, but driven back, uh, pretty drunk. <laughs> I know where the sharp turns are and everything, and I haven't driven off a cliff yet, so... And, uh, it's open. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> anything, what do I want to talk about? But yeah, um, last week was pretty rough. Forgot I had the Alameda Comedy Competition on Thursday, which is also just dropped from Wednesday. And I, uh, yeah, I kind of kind of ate a dick there. So like, you know, um, improv I said was three minutes, Alameda Comedy Competition was two and a half. And the way my sets work is like I'm used to getting, you know, minimum four, four I could deal with, but like five to ten minute sets are what I'm good at, because I'm, my sets are a little bit of a slow burn, you know, like, uh, I've learned, like, you know, like, how to do, like, introductory jokes, introducing myself, and basically in a way that wins the audience over, like, they're, you know, I say these little jokes and about me starting off, like, get to know me, and then win them over, you know, then they're like, oh, I like this guy, I can deal with this, like, raunchy, crazy shit he's about to say, you know, seems nice, it seems sweet, but when I don't have that, I'm just walking, you know, jumping into it, like, hey, you know, fucking, this girl sent me her butthole, you know, like, people are, 
people aren't turned off by that. Unless I warm them up to it, is what I'm trying to say, you know? Like, you gotta warm up that butthole before you just dive right in. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's kind of how the competition went. So I gotta I got get really good at, like, or maybe just, like, really also focus on those introduction bits so that I do win them over and they do vote for me. I don't know, it's a, it's a process to figure out, you know? Like, this comedy thing ain't that easy. Or it is and it isn't. There's so many like little subtleties. Like, I don't know. Easiest thing, in my opinion, is to go up in front of a huge crowd with at least five minutes. That's the easiest part of comedy. The hardest is like going with, like I said, like last time, or going up in front of a small crowd and trying to win them over where it's way more intimate and they can look right at you. Like, that's the difference. Like, laughter's contagious. Like, so if you have a large audience and you make like 10 people laugh, you know. Five, ten other people are going to just laugh just because you know, the other person's laughing. Like, <laughs> that's how it works. But when you're in those small groups and you're basically talking to, like, just a few people, it's, it's a lot rougher. It's harder. That's one thing I learned. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, what am I doing this week? Well, right now I'm driving up to Santa Cruz. going to do two mics. Really hashed out like five minutes I got, and then from there, well, really like three and a half. But like I do have like longer bits I can close out with. That's kind of like the name of the game right now. It's like so the introductory bits I have, they basically get a I get a feel for the audience. Like I tell like you know jokes about being a dad. Is that what really gonna you know win them over? Is that what they want to hear, or do they want to hear more dark jokes? You know, like one joke I say is like, oh I'm 32, that's great age give up and then I gauge that it's like are they gonna like the starker shit or you know then I start talking about like you know buttholes and being single and if they like the raunchy shit then I can deal with that so it's really yeah these introductory bits introductory bits are really just my way of like gauging the audience winning them over and then like gauging where they're gonna respond to where are they gonna like and then going from there like if they like the darker shit you know I'll talk about you know my dealings with depression Anxiety, you know, the jokes I have for that. They have the raunchier shit, then I'll start talking about, like, you know, the cuck stuff, fucking somebody's wife, and whatnot. My wife. <laughs> um, if they like the dad stuff, then I'll just, like, you know, dwell more into, like, you know, parenting jokes and shit like that. Uh, yeah, turn the wiper fluid on. Something about driving through Hicker Pass, that shit sucks. A windy ass road. I don't know. I started this podcast with nothing really in mind. So I was just rehashing my opinion. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now I'm going to tell the story about... Um, yeah, I'm going to tell some debauchery stories because I think that's fun. Like, you know, some of the crazy shit I got into doing comedy. I'm going to take it from the top. Um... It was like one day, uh, it was back when my friend Jorge was running the Blue Lagoon. Uh, I told him, like, oh, I know how to do podcasts, I know how to set all that shit up, blah, 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 blah. I can make that happen. He goes, all right, hang out with me after, and we'll talk. So, normally, like, I'd just leave the Blue Lagoon right after, which is the bar that I started comic at and running the show now. How we run the show, and they run it. Um, normally, I would just, like, take off right after the show was over. I didn't have a reason to stay in dream. 
didn't really know anyone at the time. So this time I was just sitting at the bar and I saw these two girls and they were like dancing with each other and having fun. And I saw some other comics I knew. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go talk to the comics I know. So I walk over there talking to them for a little bit and then they were over there with somebody and they went to the dance floor and just left me standing there. And I looked at the girls like, oh, I guess they abandoned me. You know, my friends are gone. And then the girls chimed in like, oh, you can hang out with us. I'm like, oh, cool. All right. You know, so I walk over to them and they told me, oh, we watched your set. You were really funny. I'm like, oh, yeah, you liked me? They're like, yeah, you were the one who talked about working at Starbucks. I worked at Starbucks. I'm like, oh, cool. They're like, did you talk about Pokemon? Like, no, that, that, that wasn't me, which kind of like. I don't know, made me feel like, oh, they didn't really, oh, they remembered my set, but then they also forgot who I was, I don't know, but I was like, no, that wasn't me talking about Pokemon, I'm talking to them, I'm like, hey, so what are you doing, you know, at the bar on Tuesday, you know, watching comedy, and then one girl was just like, the girl I was into was like, oh, yeah, like, um, I just quit my job, and me and my friend wanted to celebrate, I'm like, oh, what'd you, what'd you do for work, she's like, oh, I was in the sales down in San Francisco, and her friend was like, oh, she was a stripper, and I, like, I just laughed. I was like, oh, what a, what a bitch thing to say. But kind of funny, you know. Um, I later found out she was a stripper. <laughs> and uh, she was awesome. <laughs> she was so cool. So after that, we're hanging out. Um, we were going to go dance, but I forgot what ended up happening. But like, um, I think she said, oh, I need another drink before I go dance. And I was like, hey, come on, like next round's on me. And then she's like, ooh, are you a sugar daddy? And I went, oh, no, I'm just a... Uh, a regular daddy, you know, I got a kid, <laughs> so I bought us a round, and that kind of won her over, like, after that, um, I didn't pay for drinks anymore, she paid for them, like, she was a stripper, but she was also a baller, like, she had, yeah, like, she fucked, so, she kept buying me drinks all night, just, and then if she didn't want to finish her drink, she just kept handing it to me, like, she must have bought me four or five drinks that night, and it was just, like, fucking nothing to her, it was cool, <laughs> So that happened, and then um, she even uh, at one point was like, so, you ever think about being a male stripper? And I was just like, oh my god, like, all my life, you think I could? Like, you know, like, you know, submitting. That's probably the biggest compliment I've ever received from anybody, and I still think about it today. That she was like, you, would you ever consider being a male stripper? I think you could. And I was like, oh my god, I love you. Like, <laughs> You know, like, uh, most people are like, oh, I want to save, I want this, you know, save a stripper from their life, you know? No, I want her to save me from my life. Like, she's the answer I've been looking for, all right? Um, yeah, so I was hanging out with her and her friend, and then they are like, oh, um, we're going to go buy some Coke. You want to buy some Coke? Like, ooh. Like, I've never done cocaine. Um, I've been offered it before, and I've been around it, but my thing is, I know I would like it too much. <laughs> like, I, I can't, you know? Uh, I'm not wealthy enough, and I'm not broke enough to have a drug problem, so, I don't know. Maybe somewhere down the line, I can be like Delaney, but as of right now, yeah, I, I can't do any powders or anything like that. I'm too much of an addictive personality. So, I was like, ah, you know, I don't really do cocaine, but I'll come hang out with you. So, we walked out the bar, and we walked like five, six blocks over to some shady-ass neighborhood. And it was just like a group of guys, um, all black, <laughs> and they're all like hanging out outside in this parking lot, right? And then the one girl, the stripper, she goes to hug one of the guys. The guy, just, get the fuck off me! Don't ever fucking touch me! 
I'm like, oh shit, is he doing a bit? Like, is he just kidding with her? And then, like, I was watching her reaction. She's like, okay, sorry. He goes, don't ever fucking touch me. Go hug your N-word. And he pointed at me over there. I'm like, oh shit, hopefully, like, she just backs away. Like, hopefully he doesn't do anything like hit her or something, because I'm going to have to intervene and do something, but there's, like, eight of them and one of me. And this other girl. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fuck. Luckily, like, she backed away. She's like, fine, whatever, dude. I don't know what her problem is. And she walked away. And I don't even know why she hugged him, because, like, the cocaine dealer was just sitting in the car. So, um, we walk over to the car, and, uh, they're talking to the guy for a couple minutes, and then he, like, out of nowhere, you know, I've been standing there for a while, like, snaps. Who the fuck is that guy? And I was like, dude, I'm just a comic from down the street. I came with them, don't worry. And they're just like, yeah, he's cool. No worries. I'm like, oh, okay. He, like, calmed down. So, I don't know, they bought, like, a bag of Coke, and, uh, we went back to the Blue Lagoon. They took me into the bathroom. Because the bathrooms of the Blue Lagoon are all, like, just, uh, there's two unisex bathrooms, and that's it. So... Took me into the bathroom and they took turns doing bumps and peeing in front of me. And I was just standing there like, wow. Like, really awkward, but also like, this is awesome. <laughs> I've never been so uncomfortable in my life, but also thinking like, this is so cool. You guys are awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, they did that. Uh, we went back out, we went outside some dude's car and, uh, they did more coke in front of me while I kind of just chilled there. I mean, at this point, I was, like, smashed. Like, I was I was pretty wasted. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, they were trying to find the hotel room. Uh, stripper girl was going to pay for it. She was a baller. But they couldn't, you know. Um, there was nothing available that night in the area. So went our separate ways, unfortunately. And I never saw her again. But, you know, I've been consistently going back to the Blue Dune. Uh, performing there weekly, you know, helping with the setup and everything. Uh, praying to God that she comes back so I can find her, okay? Like, I need her to rescue me from this life, okay? I love her, but no, no she was, oh man, that's such a fun story. And I thought that was going to happen all the time in comedy, but I didn't, hadn't really had a whole lot like that happen since. Uh, the only other time that something crazy happened which was a direct, I mean, I go through crazy shit all the time, I put myself in those situations, um, was the Valentine's Day show, and that was a lot of fun. I hosted, and we got the Blue Lagoon again, and I was hosting, and, like, uh, we were going around collecting tips, you know, me and I forgot who else, and this chick from Boston, she was just like, oh, I want to tip the comics. You're going to have to excuse my terrible Boston accent, all right, because uh, I don't hear a good one. But, um, sure, I want to tip the comics. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, just go ahead, like, tip, tip us right here, you know, just, you know, I got a dollar throw in the jar, go sit, you know, paying for all the comics to perform here tonight, blah, 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 you know, give my little spiel. And, uh, she's like, no, I want to, it's Valentine's Day, I'm single. Well, my man's halfway across the world, he's back in Boston, so I'm single. I'm like, all right. She's like, yeah, I want to, I want to sexually harass a man, you know, like, reverse sexism. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, you can sexually harass me, I don't give a fuck. And she's like, all right, what, what, what do you want me to do? What can I do? What can I do? I was like, you do whatever you want. So, like, she took a dollar bill and, like, she just, like, shoved it down the front of my pants in front of everyone and, like, stroked me a little bit while she did it, which kind of hurt because, you know, like, dollar bills are dirty and, uh, rough. <laughs> but I'm giggling the whole time because I was pretty buzzed, you know, like, hey, I was seeing you on that time today, too. Of course, I'm going to get drunk at the show. So, I'm giggling, I'm laughing, and then she's like, I want to do more. And I'm like, all right, I'll give a fuck. Come on. So we 
to the back in the billiard room, and uh, there she was just like shoving dollar bills down the front of my shirt and in the back of my shirt, and she was like, well, where else can I shove them? I'm like, I, I don't know, like, just do whatever you want to do. So she gets a dollar bill, and she reaches back into my ass crack, goes all the way down, and then goes up. Yeah, she, like, was shoving it up there, and I'm like, oh, and, like, I wasn't expecting it. Uh, I kind of tightened up and, I don't know, jumped a little bit, you know? <laughs> and as this was going on, another comic, because I was hosting, came up and was like, hey, Polly, uh, Iris just got the light. What do you want to do? Well, I'm over here being, like, manhandled by this Boston chick, you know? I was like, oh, uh, uh, uh. So, I don't know. I uh, ran back, uh, closed out the show. I actually had the norovirus, which is a pretty contagious uh, disease. And uh, I'm pretty sure she got it too. I mean, she must have. Like, she shoved her hand up my ass, you know? Uh, yeah. Norovirus sucked. I was like, I lost like 20 pounds. Just shitting for a whole week. Growing up for a week. It was terrible. That poor girl most definitely got it too. At least I imagine. I mean, I don't think she washed her hands after. No, I was hanging out with her after too. Uh, and then, like, at first, all the comments were like, nah, go for it, go for it. It's kind of weird, but whatever. Then she just, like, completely, like, smashed and depressed. Um, she had, like, a death in the family. But she was smashed. She kept grabbing more drinks, and as she was drinking, she's telling me, oh, this is going to pay off for you later, Polly. And then, all right, like, I was just kind of uncomfortable at this point. I was like, there's definitely something not right here. And, yeah, she just kept smashing drinks, and uh, she disappeared. She was there with some friends, uh, this, this le lesbian couple, who uh, were watching after her. Like, when she go to the bathroom, they, like, come from me. Where's our friend? Like, I think she's in the bathroom. Like, I'm the, like... So, after a bit, uh, it was Valentine's Day, and I was hanging out with some other comics there. And then they were like, hey, you want to go to the bar across the street? I was like, I don't know where this chick went at the time. She was like hugging on me, and she was like, your, your pee pee's the only one I want to touch, Bali. I'm like, oh, okay. I, by this time, I wasn't into her. I was like, yeah, I'm not. I know it's Valentine's Day, and I'm lonely, but um, I don't know, chick. You're not doing it for me. Your vibe's off. Like, <laughs> which, with the dry spell, I mean, dry spell I was going through, just like a couple months, like, I don't know, it took a lot to get there, you know, so, we, we ended up lead sneaking out of the bar when I don't know where she was, and, uh, as I'm walking out, she was, like, cuddling up on this, like, homeless dude, uh, I didn't know at the time if he was homeless, but, like, I've seen him around, he's most definitely homeless, he had, like, a band-aid on his face for some reason, and he was just standing there, like, zonked out, and she's, like, cuddling on him, like, kind of, like, half-grinding him, but she sees me leaving, and she's like, don't worry, Polly. You're a pee-pee's only one I want to touch tonight. I was like, oh, God. We went back to the bar, and, uh, or we went to a different bar. and kind of, like, hid there. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, um, that was a very fun story of, uh, I mean, I, I guess in the previous story I said I wanted to be a male stripper, and I got the experience where it was, like, having dollar bills shoved up my ass, so. There's that. I got to live my dream a little bit. <laughs> feel bad for whoever I gave those dollars to. I know I gave it out as tip money somewhere. Fuck. Alright, how long do I got? It's been like almost 28 minutes. Um, that's okay for a podcast, right? It's a great enough podcast.
I feel like podcast finished like 45 minutes. I should always answer that. I'm still driving. I'm still on the road to Santa, Santa Cruz right now. I'm in Watsonville. Fucking strawberry land. Strawberry goes forever over here. Uh, yeah. What do I got going on? I don't have a whole lot going on. Fuck. Uh, Tuesday, the Blue Lagoon, which I'm there every week. I'll be doing my set there. Wednesday, I'm going to be at Rooster Teeth Feathers doing their showcase, doing showcase show. So that'll be fun. Now I get five minutes there, I believe. Uh, I should probably plan that out. <laughs> I need a win. Um, so yeah, it'll be fun to do the new showcase talent show there. Uh, really like. So my ultimate goal is to be passed by by one of these comedy clubs in the area by the end of the year. And uh, punchline, like I'm going every Sunday. It's rough. Uh, improv, you know, I just talked about that little spiel of you know being top five, you know, down in top twelve. They only accept the top two. Um, Rooster Teeth Feathers, I'm assuming, from what other people have told me, is you just keep performing on Wednesdays, and that's how you get past her. Uh, so, I'm trying that. I did the comedy competition there uh, a couple months ago, and, uh, yeah, I did not do good. <laughs> so, oh, and the last time I was going to perform there for the new, case, new showcase show, talent show, whatever it's called, uh, is when I had the norovirus. It was the day after that that I was just laying. The day after Valentine's Day, where that chick shut the dollar bill off my ass, I was laying in bed, just stomach cramps and looking horrible and bad. Uh, so I had to cancel my first like showcase show there. So this will be my first one there, but second time performing at Research with others. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully it goes well. I need a I need a W. Alright, be bad. Um, I got that Wednesday. And then probably just be grinding mics the rest of the week. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot else going on. Uh, oh, fuck. This next, yeah, no, next Wednesday, I'll be at the Santa Cruz Mountain Brewery, uh, Brian Snyder show, which will be a lot of fun. But enjoy that one. And I think I'll be doing Woodhouse in Santa Cruz toward the end of the month. But, yeah, that's all I got right now. You know, just, uh, Trying to get out there, get on more shows, and make this shit happen. It's like only gotta get fucking four hours of sleep to make it work, you know? <laughs> um, Alright, that's a half hour. I think I'm gonna call the podcast here. Uh, upload this shit. Yeah, I got a whole fucking else lot going on. Just another 10 minutes, 10 15 minutes till I get to where I need to go. I'm just rambling, so I got nothing else to say. Alright guys, peace out. Um, yeah, hope you enjoy this podcast. It was fun telling those like crazy ass stories. Alright, play.